With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Party line presented by DraftKings alongside three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi, Stormy Tony with you. And a spot in the Super Bowl is on the line today. Happy Championship Sunday, everybody. I am caffeinated. I'm excited. I am riddled with anxiety, Michael. But we got two good games ahead today. And you're teased up. I'm sure you oh, are. You've got a, you got many of them to give us over the next two hours. We're excited to hear where Stormy's teasers are going to take us. So, yeah, I'm excited. What a great day. Thank what you. What a great day. It's a, There's a little bit of a sadness to this day, too, because we only have one more game after today to watch, and then we go into the long off season. But enjoy it while we can. And we have all of next week there. So it's two full weeks, basically, where we're going to be previewing the Super Bowl. So needless to say, we're going to have every angle covered imaginable on that game. But let's not get too ahead of ourselves because we do still have an awesome day of football that we get to get into today. We're going to preview both the AFC and NFC championship game where currently we're seeing primarily fours and four and a halfs out there for Baltimore laying it. But there is a five at BetMGM right now as well, Michael. So not often that we hear sports books are going to need Kansas City and they're going to need Kansas City as an underdog. Very unfamiliar territory here. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of factors that go into this, right? Uh, the Kansas City offense, which has been improved over the last three weeks, they've averaged 26 points. Now, that takes in, that's after Christmas Day when they had the disaster against the Raiders, you know, and it doesn't take into account the last game of the year against the Chargers. They've been much uh, they've been more effective, let's say, uh, running the football. They've averaged in those three games. They've ran the ball 80 times. They've thrown it 30. There's been more balance. Mahomes has been more uh, willing to take the profits, not trying to force the ball, has not turned it over in three weeks. But I think the reason this number's moving is because no one's convinced those three teams defensively were any good. We know Cincy's not very good. We, we know Miami played with a lot of backups in their starting lineup. 
And then we also know that Buffalo had backups in their starting lineup and couldn't get control of the game. So this Baltimore defense, which has been very good all year long, creating pressure on the passer, stopping the run, is going to be a really difficult challenge for a chief offense. When you watch them on tape, they are not explosive. They're not fast. Yes, Rasheed Rice has played better, but Kelsey's still not the same guy he was two years ago. And I think the matchup does favor Baltimore, and I think this is why this line's moving strongly towards Baltimore. And going in that same vein of what you're talking about, the defenses lately that the Chiefs have faced, also that offensive line, I know, which was one area where going into last week you were a little bit concerned about. They ended up standing tall. Now without their all-pro guard in Joe Tooney with the pec injury, he's not going to be available today. What additional impact might that have? Well, I think when you look at it, you know, the way to get – Let's go back and what is the kryptonite for any quarterback, but more, but a great quarterback like Mahomes, it's pressure and size, getting into the paint, being able to get in front of them. And when you look at the Ravens and their ability to get inside, especially against the backup guard, Allegretti, who you know has given up pressures in the limited amount of time he's had to play, specifically against Baltimore, you know that could create some problems. Baltimore will rush the edges, but more than anything, is they're going to know they have to get in front of Mahomes and force him to hold the football just a tad longer. And these tackles now playing on the road. Last week in Buffalo, because of the way Kansas City approached the game, they only had the ball 22 minutes. They only had 57 plays. The crowd wasn't ever a factor in that game. It really never was. When you're only in five third downs, how can the crowd get into the game? Right. And so this game is going to be heavily with the crowd involved yeah. because Baltimore is going to not be able to is going to force them into third down. They're going to have to if they can force them there, they've got to win the game. They're not going to be one play and gone. So this is where the offensive line has to rise above. Are these tackles going to be good enough to handle the edge presence of the Baltimore Ravens, which Clowney has played very well. Van Noy has played very well. These are two guys they picked up off the street in August. And they've played very well. And speaking to that environment, it's not like this Ravens team is used to hosting AFC championship games. It's a really, really big deal to that fan base. It's going to be loud. It's going to be a fun environment. And with Kansas City, we talk about this team being an underdog. It's it's not usual for them to be underdogs in consecutive starts for Patrick Mahomes. In fact, the last time that he's been an underdog in back-to-back starts was his rookie year weeks. I want to say what? Yes, his second and third career starts, Michael. And he ended up winning both of those games straight up as an underdog for his career. He's eight and three against the spread. So he's been a good bet as a dog. Typically, this is a Chiefs team that every time we have counted them out, they found ways to win. So I, I wonder if this is another one of those instances. I That's the thing that scares me because I look at everything on paper and I'm like, yeah. I like the Ravens better on offense. I like the Ravens better on defense. They're going to be at home. They have all these things on their side, but it's still Patrick Mahomes and I really struggle with it. Right. And certainly you do, because he's capable of making any play, right? He's capable of doing the things to win the game. But when you look at this and you look at the matchups, right, you say, okay, you know, if you take away Rishi Rice, right, and you pressure him, Pacheco's going to play today, but he's been the key to what they do, you know? And so, like, where else is the ball going to go? Who else are you worried about? I think with Kyle Hamilton, even Kyle Hamilton's not a great man-to-man player against Kelsey, his length 
length, and his size is certainly an advantage. And it'll help. So if you take that away, the other area where you, you know Baltimore gains an advantage is because Kelsey is a receiver, and if he's on the field at the same time with Noah Gray or with Blake Bell, you know he's going out in a route, and so that can predict the protections. And when you can predict the protections like Mike McDonald can, then you can attack the quarterback with really no vulnerability within your defensive structure. So I think that that's the chess game that's going to have to go on. And can they run the ball on the road? You know, we saw we saw. Uh, Sean McVay go into Baltimore what week 15, 16, somewhere late in the year and 10 consecutive runs down the field. You know, he was determined to run the football in that game and he did and he got balance but when the game, the longer the game went, they just couldn't hold on. They couldn't make the plays they needed, particularly in the red zone. That's kind of how I see this game as well. Do I think Kansas City will move the ball times? Yes, but over four quarters, I think it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, and you know, I kind of jokingly mentioned that Patrick Mahomes scares me to an extent it's not the funnest thing betting against him it's probably not the funnest thing playing against him either here's what incumbent MVP Lamar Jackson had to say about facing the former MVP in Patrick Mahomes I don't like competing against him at all (laughs) Uh, but yeah I mean he's a great quarterback Um, definitely a Hall of Famer Uh, it's not even it's a no-brainer he's definitely a Hall of Famer Um, but it's just I believe it's just Two, two, two greats, um, up and coming greats, just going toe to toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight, heavyweight matchup. That's that's just what I see. Yeah, and, and I see that too. Yeah, right. This, I, see I, it too. I feel like this could be a classic. I hope it is at least. Well, I, I think this is. I think you have to block out the whole idea that this Raven team is is predicated on what they've done in the past or not. You know, this is a different kind of team. They can throw the football effectively. They've got better skill players than Kansas City. There's never been a game where Baltimore's played Kansas City where they could say, we have better skill players than you have, right? There's never been that game. They do now. Zay Flowers is better than any receiver the Chiefs have. You know, Beckham's better than any receiver the Chiefs have, right? I mean, you could even go Bateman's better, you know, than any receiver. So they've got three receivers. The tight end situation is on par. Andrew's coming back, likely has been outstanding. So their skill on offense is really good. And now they're willing to throw the football more. And they're willing to challenge the defense in the passing game, which is critical in these games. you got to throw the ball to win. you got to, you know, it's one thing to run the ball. But the running, we know, comes to field goals, passing explosive plays. And that's where I think they gain the advantage. And I would be shocked if Lamar didn't play well. I think he's got a lot of people around him to help him play well. Because you mentioned Mark Andrews coming back, uh, the, the thought process was perhaps last week he could go, ended up not being able to get where he needed to precautionarily, had him sit out, but he's back. Do you think that he's going to be himself? Do you think he's going to be in more of a decoy role? How do you anticipate his usage today? No, I, I think they're going to look at him, and I think on third down, you know, they're going to want to try to take him away. You know, we, we know that the Chiefs, you know, in their secondary, with, with Snead is very good. So say Snead's going to have to go travel to Zay Flowers, then that's going to put a lot of pressure on McDuffie. And so who's the inside receiver? Mike Edwards is hurt, right? Mike Edwards was a corner. I don't know if Mike Edwards is going to dress today. So that's an issue. So who's going to cover him inside? And then likely it's going to be interesting how Todd 
Munkin uses the two tight end system here? Does he go to 12, force them to have to play run and pass in that formation? Because then he's got four really good receivers on the field. You know, he can flex Andrews out. He can flex Likely out. All of a sudden, the matchups favor him. This is because of Andrews injuries. We've now been able to see Likely develop as a receiver and an integral part of this Raven offense. That's really helpful. I did see a, a funny thing online, Michael, that uses Isaiah Likely's jersey uh, as as it pertains to conference championship weekend. Like, how many bets are you going to have on conference championship weekend? And it's a picture of him. It says Likely 80. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, speaking to you, what you mentioned about Mike Edwards, Edwards by the way, safety, um, his injury in concussion protocol. I have not seen an update on his status. Not been cleared yet. yet. Has not Hasn't been, been cleared. Just You're not going to get cleared today, you don't think. So, you know, now that puts your backups in there. And look, here's the other factor, and we'll get into this more. But defensively, because of Spagnola's checks and what he wants to do, the crowd noise affects yeah. the defensive checks more than anything. Okay. Yeah, we're going to continue to preview this game at length, as well as when we come back from the break, hit the NFC Championship game, the Lions and San Francisco 49ers going head to head after the Lions were a near touchdown favorite last week. They find themselves as a touchdown dog against San Francisco in Santa Clara. Also, at the end of this hour, we'll get the latest from Jennifer Lee Chan, 49ers beat reporter for NBC Sports Bay Area. And also, hour two, we got Bucky Brooks. We got Rich Gannon, former NFL MVP, which I know you love not only the Raiders connection, but the Philly roots as well. So lots of great conversation coming up here. Keep it locked. We're just getting started on this championship Sunday edition of the Lombardi Line. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
If you haven't already, make sure you check out the new vsin.com with a fresh new look, enhanced navigation, a mobile first focus as well. And on today's home screen, you know, we are covered in all of the need to know information for Conference Championship Sunday, best bets, props, trends, analytics reports, and more, including, by the way, a full game preview that was written from one Michael Lombardi alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bon and Tony with you as we welcome you back to the Lombardi line, breaking down both the AFC and NFC championship coming up today, beginning at noon than the the later game San Francisco and Detroit going head to head this game opened six and a half Michael and quickly ticked up to seven we are seeing some seven and a halfs out there at this point now and the total it was one that I, th- I thought might see a little bit more over money but it stayed pretty pat in that 51 51 and a half range what are just some of your initial thoughts on what we're going to see tonight well, I think, you know, when you break down the Packer game, the Packer offensive line did a really good job of pass protection in that game. And in the first six series of the game, you know, Love, Jordan Love was sensational. Had 120 quarterback rating, 16 for 20. The last four possessions, they kind of got the better of them once they adjusted. The difference in the game was that the 49ers really, why it was such a struggle was the 49ers couldn't really put pressure on on love they you know Bosa had five quarterback hits the team had six total that's not the 49ers way of winning football games Mm -hmm. their way of winning is their defensive front which has over a hundred million dollars of value in it has to win the game and they're going to have to do that today with Jonah Jackson out at left guard with Frank Ragnow at center always on one leg kid plays he's a tough you know hard-working guy but you know he's got a lot of injuries that he's trying to fighting through with his toughness this is going to be the challenge inside. And if they get pressure on Goff inside, like Baltimore did in week seven of the season, you know, they won that game 38 to six. You know, when you see the teams that give them trouble, that give that Detroit trouble or slow down their offense, it's because of the pressure inside. The second half of the Rams game, you know, the Rams game, really, the Rams outgained them 425 yards to 334. They scored three points in the second half and they still were able to win the game. That's kind of remarkable. Same thing with the Buccaneers, right? I mean, the Buccaneers are, are you know, outgains them, outgain them all 408 to 391, made the plays. I think the difference in the game was that they were aggressive and got that 14-point lead, which gave them the cushion they needed because they know their defense is going to struggle. So this is a game about the 49ers defensive front against a very good Lions offensive line that has two injuries in it. And then conversely, it's going to be, can the Lions get some stops? Can they create some third and long, create the negative plays like they did against Tampa and get off the field? The one thing about the Lions, they are the 12th best defense in the National Football League in third down. You wouldn't think that based on the way they play in the secondary. However, they get stops because they're good at, Aaron Glenn has been very good at calling timely blitzes and attacking the protections. This is going to be the challenge today. He's going to have to create some negative plays. Yeah, I like what you said about the 49ers defense. They have struggled to get home and play with the same aggressiveness that they've been known for the last handful of years. And you're going to need to take advantage of that offensive line being a little bit dinged up here. And and Frank Ragnow, by the way, you talk about how many injuries he's playing through right now, ankle, toe, knee, and back. And mm-hmm. I thought last game that he was going to come out and be done for the day, if not done for the remainder of the season that the Lions were going to be playing. He only missed a series and came back in. So uh, a tough son of a gun, that's for sure. Yeah. But an area that San Francisco needs to, needs to be different. And especially because this is a Detroit team that, you know, we call him Dan 
and gamble, right? The way that he's not yep. afraid to be aggressive and go for it on fourth down. San Francisco has to match that. That's going to be critical. Right. And look, San Francisco, I mean, if you were to say what's San Francisco's defense like on third down, you would say, well, they got to be one of the best in the league, right? Because they got four really good pass rushers. They should be able to play zone and get off the field. They're 24th in the league in that category. Like they can't, they haven't been able to get off the field on third down, you know, and, and they're not a man to man team, as you know. I mean, they struggle if they have to get into a true man to man situation, which becomes a problem for them, you know, and, and, and they have the tendency to, to get pass interference calls when they do get in there. So th this is going to be Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave, Young, those guys, Kinlaw, those guys all, Randy Gregory, they're going to have to show up today. And I think Kyle's mindset is going to be we got to keep scoring. We got to keep scoring. We're going to keep, if we're up 14, we got to get it. We got to keep scoring. Kind of like what Green Bay did against Dallas. We just got to keep putting the pressure on them. And I think that's what, that's what Seattle did earlier in the season when Seattle played them. You know, and I think that game went to overtime. You know, Seattle playing in Detroit. They were able to force the issue, were able to get it going. I think that's got to be yeah. the key. And we saw what a challenge it was for San Francisco last week to not only play through the weather, which, by the way, looking at the, the weather report today, it's supposed to be 74 sunshine, clouds mixed, yeah. winds light, so all that. <laughs> Good for Brock Purdy, who, who struggled this past weekend. Um, but a big conversation topic coming into this was going to be the health and availability of Debo Samuel. It appears he will be out there. But I'll ask you the same question that I asked you about Mark Andrews, about Debo. Debo Samuel, how much do you anticipate him being fully healthy and ready to go? I know he says he's not going to have to protect anything. He feels comfortable, but is he going to be in a decoy role? And could that open up some things for other guys? You know, uh, one thing about Twitter, you get to see some of these clips, right? Uh, and I saw the clip of him moving around. You, you could never, you know, obviously it's a shoulder, so his lower body doesn't have a problem. You know, obviously they're going to protect the injury. Uh, I think he's going to be full go. I think he's going to go until the pain tolerance, you know, becomes too problematic. And if he can't do any more damage to the shoulder, I'm sure they're going to give him some form of an injection to ease any pain that might come up on a hit. And they're going to pat it down to make sure that they can protect him as well as he can. But these are the kind of games where a competitor like the Debo Samuel is not going to back down. I mean, they're going to play him. He's going to be out there. And they've got enough weapons that they need him to really attack the middle of the field against the Lions defense that struggles. Their speed at linebacker, the Lions. One of the things the Lions have done is they've improved their team up front. They're really good. They're hard to run the ball on. We saw that all through the season. Now, last week, Tampa was able to, but their defensive front with Jones and McNeil and all the guy, and they signed Aliu, the kid from Jacksonville. They, they're they're physical, and then Hutchinson can get pressure off the edge. So this is going to be the challenge. Look, the 49ers guards last week did not play well. That was part of the problem too. Purdy didn't play well, but neither did their offensive line. That's going to have to be much different today. They're going to have to take advantage of the inside of this. Detroit Lions defense. Yeah, Michael, and you talk about not only Debo, but all of the weapons that San Francisco has. You look at Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, um, George Kittle, then even on the defensive side of things, big names like Fred Warner. Well, Jared Goff was asked in his media availability earlier this week about the difference in star power between the two teams and all-time response. Take a listen. Jared Goff's had a lot of got a lot of really good players, obviously, but maybe that's... Oh, thank you. Okay. I said thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> maybe that view, though, as the superstars, like hey, the 49ers and the other... All right, never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I mean, guys like St. Brown and getting you. Yep, St. Brown was first team All Pro, so. Right, right. Um, so was Panay. <laughs> sorry, continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But okay, I think that that was great of Jared Goff to have a little bit of, you know, fire in him in the response. But are these rosters maybe a little bit closer than people give the Lions credit for at this point? What do you think? Well, I think there's no question they're close offensively. I mean, this is as good as offensive line as there is in the league with Decker and when Jackson's healthy. I mean, their offensive line is better than San Francisco. Their receivers are really good. They've got two really good running backs. And their quarterback plays really well. And Laporta is an outstanding tight end. So offensively, you know, they they do things a little differently than the 49ers in terms of not, you know, they don't put their receiver in the backfield or do all that. But they are very good. They're complete. They're a complete offense. The difference is the defense, right? And it's not, it's in the front. They have more defensive linemen in San Francisco than in Detroit. But unless they play to a higher level, that's going to neutralize itself. The speed of the 49ers defense is different. And I think that's what what makes the little bit of the gives them an edge. But look, there's no joke that the Lions are here. I mean, you don't play as well as they do all year long win some tough games, come out of a two playoff games, really where the other team outgains you, the other team has momentum, and yet you're able to take it away from without being a good team. So credit them, you know, and the line is ind- indicative of some of the faults and the matchups of where the Lions are. That's strictly all it is, is the Lions defense has proven to anybody statistically or visually that they can get control of the game. And that's what worries you. Yep. That's what worries you. That's why I said you could watch the game the last two weeks and say the Lions were, de- were in a dangerous spot of losing the game, and yet they found a way to win. Well, the reason they're always going to be there is because they can't get control with their defense. The way you win in football games is you have to get control of the game with your defense. Last week, Baltimore got control of the game because they were able to stop Houston offensively. That's the key. And if you can do that, then you've got as, as good a chance or else the game's going to go back and forth like a tennis match. And for all of their issues in that pass defense being a liability, they have still been such a scratch and claw and do what it takes to win games or to cover games, especially as an underdog. You look at the Lions now, 36 and 17 ATS over their last three seasons. It's the best three-year stretch against the spread for any team since the Patriots, who went 40 and 17 ATS from 2016 to 18. But in an underdog role where they're getting four or more points, 16 and four against the number. They have excelled in this role. We've got so much more to cover with these games. When we come back, better's choice looking at either or props. Don't go anywhere. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSN, the sports betting network. Experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription. You'll get your first year for only $199. Just use the promo code Lombardi. You'll get access to everything on our brand new VEASAN.com website, plus daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for each and every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, as well as 24-7 video access, plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite props. Remember, all you got 
got to do is use that promo code Lombardi. Get your first year of VSIN Pro Access for only $199. Sign up today at vsin.com slash subscribe. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you talking all things Championship Sunday. And it is time for Better's Choice. So we're going to look at a few different prop bets, kind of a little would you rather type deal, starting with the quarterback matchup carrying over our NFC Championship conversation, which, by the way, Lions 49ers kicking off at 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern on Fox. But let's look at these quarterbacks because there are a couple fun plus money prop options. Brock Purdy to go over 300 pass yards, Michael, at plus 140, or Jared Goff to go over 275 pass yards, plus 130. What would you choose? Well, well I'm going to take I'm going to take Purdy. And, and I, I took Purdy in, in my contest with Russo. You know, Russo and I are, were down to, you know, the, yeah. the end of it. I won the regular season. Now, this since I won that, this becomes the most important event of all time. <laughs> so he can try to figure a way to win it. And we take props along with lines. And one of the props I took was uh, Purdy over the 279 and a half for 30 points. Because if you go through it, you know, Nick Mullen – in two games averaged over 400 yards passing against this Lions defense. You know, we saw what Matthew Stafford did. We saw what Baker Mayfield did the last two weeks. We've also watched, you know, Dak Prescott go up and down the field. So I just feel like Purdy is going to have a good day today. We got perfect weather. The field will be perfect. And, you know, one of the things to look for early in this game, too, I think is really important is what shoes are the Lions wearing? Because if they're not wearing the right shoes, the field does have a tendency to get slippery and you don't plant and cut, which really affects the passing game and it benefits the offense. So I think Purdy can have a really good day today. I would go Purdy in that prop situation. See, I'm with you too. And from from Brock's side of things, prior to struggling against Baltimore on Christmas and then the rain that situation in Green Bay, he had three straight 300-yard home games. And he plays mm-hmm. really, really comfortably, I think, in Santa Clara. The Lions pass defense, we know we've talked at length about what a liability that unit is. They've allowed the third most pass yards per game in the regular season, continue to get picked apart in the playoffs. They've allowed five straight 300 yard passers, including as you referenced two games against Nick Mullins where they gave up what 807 combined yards. Yes. I also know he threw six picks, but that's neither here nor there. He was moving the football <laughs> down the field and that's all we're looking for here is number. So I'm with you. I like that plus plus one forty price, his actual prop number to your point in that 276 to 279 and a half range. So shop around to try to find the best, number you can um how about let's go to to the afc quarterback matchup though we talk about that heavy white mm-hmm. heavyweight fight that lamar jackson was talking about his passing yards prop set at 214 and a half mahomes over 244 and a half both are a minus 115 price what would your choice be well i think because of baltimore's playing so much man to, i mean excuse me kansas city plays so much man to man there's a propensity to get a big play here right and, and I think this Raven offense can do that, whether it's Beckham, whether it's, you know, Bateman, whether it's uh, Zay Flowers. So I would lean here towards Jackson over 214 and a half. I think he's going to play well today. I think Jackson is unlike some other athletes that that doesn't want to face the competition. <clears throat> you know, maybe the quarter, maybe the center in Philadelphia, not to mention anyone's name, but I think he clearly loves the competition. And I think he's going to rise to the challenge. Mahomes, 
the, the issue with Mahomes is if they get into a 40-pass game like they did against Miami where they really didn't run the ball as well, all of a sudden you're, you're susceptible to the, the ability of the Ravens to pressure you and create turnovers. Remember, Mahomes hasn't turned the ball over in three weeks. He had 14 interceptions on the season. That changed. They haven't dropped the ball, and he hasn't turned it over. Now, they fumbled once in each of those games. However, that being said, I think they have to have balance, so I'm going to lean Lamar here. Yeah, I'm with you. I actually was looking, to, and I didn't fire on it, but I was actually looking to bet Patrick Mahomes under his passing yards specifically. Ravens, we know, are one of the better pass defenses in the National Football League throughout the course of the season, and against top 10 pass Ds this year, Mahomes is averaging 229 per game, and on the road, he hasn't had more than 229 yards against a top 10 defense, so I just lean under for him in general, and I know the weather isn't going to be as bad as maybe we were anticipating light showers 44 degrees 10 to 15 mile an hour winds there is still going to be a little bit of conditions at play here so not my favorite for Patrick Mahomes at all so I'm with you I think I would lean Lamar in this choice Uh, let's go to the receiving threats here Brandon Ayuk receiving yards head-to-head against Amon Ross St. Brown who has more what's the better choice the price for Ayuk plus 110 and you got to lay some serious juice with Amon Ross St. Brown minus 145. Yeah, I'm going to take Ayuk here because I think they got to take St. Brown out of the game. I mean, this is something that you have to do. If you're Steve Wilkes, you got to say, okay, someone else is going to have to beat me, right? Someone else is someone else is going to have to make a play. It's you know, is it going to be Josh Reynolds? Is it going to be you know Jamison Williams? I mean, who's going to make the play to give us the most trouble, right? And we got to move the ball around. I mean, you got to try to do that. And so maybe it'll be Peoples Jones. I don't know. You know the 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 Reynolds the Raymond. I believe it's Ren, the Reynolds. The receiver's injured, right? I think he's hurt, not the Reynolds. The running backs hurt. So I think to me, if if you can take Brown out of the game, that's the key component. You got to be able to do that. You got that shuts them down. Two players you have to really handle are Laporta and St. Brown. You can't let them go off. Yeah, and with Ayuk, um, I think he bounces back from the performance last week. He makes some of those catches that are coming his way. And he, the three of the last four full games that he played down the stretch of the season, he had over 100 yards. And Lions, that pass defense is so bad. When San Francisco has played similarly poor defenses, he's actually been like one of the primary, if not the primary threat. 78.8% catch rates, went over 110 in all five of those games. We saw Mike Evans go for 147 last Last week, somebody is going to be the beneficiary of that. Um, and I feel like I feel like Ayuk at a plus 110 price head to head with Amon Ross St. Brown, who, as you referenced, San Francisco needs to take away or limit makes a lot of sense to me. How about uh, they can't cover him? They have nobody that can cover him. Let's be clear. They have nobody that can cover him. Now, the 49ers struggle with man, too, but nobody can cover Debo. Nobody can cover Skittle. Nobody can cover uh, Ayuk. So you're going to have to play that one. That's a safer bet to me. So this isn't one of our, our betters choice props, but one that I did put in the account yesterday was a same game parlay of George Kittle to have 50 plus receiving yards and the 49ers to win. Like that was all that needed to happen. <laughs> I, I like it. Well, it was a plus one ten. It. it was a plus one ten price. So you get like all that juice on a 49ers money line taken away. And the prop for George Kittle is significantly, it's like, 
12 yards under what he's posted at right now. So, I mean, I know that they try to reel you in with these things, but they got me, Michael. They got me. I think George Kittle can go over 50 pretty easy. understandable. Look, I I think that to me, if you under, they're going to have to attack the middle of the field. And Kittle is the best way to do that too, right? I think I I took, you know, in in our contest with with, uh, Russo, I took... I took McCaffrey over 39 and a half yards in the receiving end because I felt like, look, this is going to be a situation where McCaffrey's going to make play. I mean, one of the things you don't want to do is you're not, you're going to, you need to spread them out. You need to make their linebackers cover the width of the field, Detroit, I mean. And it gives you some really good matchups. Like, who's covering McCaffrey out of the backfield? Yeah. Who's covering him? You know, Alex Alizaloni, I don't think that's going to happen well. And you're going to run option routes, and if he catches an option route and breaks and the guy doesn't tackle him, that's 40 yards right there. I'm just telling you, that's going to be an issue. Yeah, and by the way, you're getting a little bit of a discount on all these other receiving props because Debo Samuel is in the lineup. Those were all much higher earlier in the week when his status was questionable. So maybe for one of those guys, if you think he'll have a day, take advantage of those numbers where they're at right now. Because you mentioned Christian McCaffrey, there's another plus money prop out here on some of these running backs. Christian McCaffrey to go 110 plus on the ground or Jameer Gibbs to go 70 plus on the ground. Both are over plus 260. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go McCaffrey here, just because I think Gibbs is gonna. You know, he's gonna rotate through with Montgomery. I'm gonna go McCaffrey here. I know it's a higher number, one ten. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the game, he could break a long run to give you that number. I, I think I'll take McCaffrey here. That's fair. The only thing that concerns me about that is exactly what you were saying previously about him being a threat in the receiving yard game and some of those just little shots out the backfield. I feel like his yards are always so split between the rushing and receiving. Um, one prop about Jameer Gibbs I did like, though. Longest rush for him over 14 and a half yards. I feel like that'll be, I feel like that's very yeah. easy for him to do. Yeah, I think that's right. I think, you know, one run, you know, you break one and all of a sudden you got, you know, 15 yards. That's not, that's not uncommon. That isn't uncommon. And look, the Niners have struggled at times to play the run. Look what Aaron Jones did to him last week. Yeah. And it's not a sexy price. It's a minus 110, very basic. But if you, if you like it, you feel good about it, which I do. I mean, he's had a 14-yard run in 13 of 17 games this season. Why not get me over that number today? We're going to step aside, diving into all things San Francisco further with Jennifer Lee Chan next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL postseason, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs that much more electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on either game today. You get 200 instantly back in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VSIN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code VSIN. The crown is yours. Rolling along here on this Championship Sunday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bond and Tony with you. And as we continue talking about this NFC championship game, Michael, between the Lions and 49ers. We've talked a lot about the nuts and bolts, obviously critical things for us as betters to understand, but there's also like a motivation aspect that I think is important. And for the San Francisco 49ers, I think not only about what happened last week and perhaps a big wake up call performance for them against the Green Bay Packers, where probably should have got beat that day. But the Mm -hmm. team that was the better team throughout the course of the season prevails. But also looking back to last year's NFC championship game, when they felt that they were the better team and should have beat, could have beaten the Eagles that day. But Brock Purdy goes down on the opening drive. How hungry do you think this team is to have success today? Well, whenever you get to almost the top of the mountain, you know, getting back to the point you were before is even becomes more difficult and you relish in the moment, right? You've got to say, we got to break the door down, you know, and this is our moment. And I think one of the things Kyle has working for him this week is the fact that what you just indicated, the team didn't play well last week. They weren't fully engaged. The defensive front didn't play well. There's a lot of parts of that tape that needed to get reevaluated and talked about as the team in an honest fashion. And I think the one thing is this team is receptive to hard coaching. They're receptive to coaching. They don't accept it as criticism. So I think it's critical, right? Kyle knows that if they play well today, if they protect the football, if they play with fundamentals and techniques, they're the better team they should win. And that's one of the things I'm sure he's driving home. He's not talking about the Lions this week. He's talking about his team. We have to play to our standard. And when they play to their standard, they can beat anybody. They know that. And so to me, that's where you can refocus your football team. It's the same thing with Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore's had the lead in what? How many games this year where they've gone into it? They've been like just in, in unbelievable ahead of everybody that they play. So again, as much as we want to talk about Mahomes being unbelievable and he is and you're and Lamar's right he is he's a hall of fame talent however that being said you know this Raven team if they play the way they've been playing all through the year they are the better team they're playing better and they've proven to be the better team they just have to do it today today's not the day to have your bad day today is not the day to have your bad day it would be a bad day to have a bad day but but to go back to the San Francisco 49ers too and let's stick to to quarterbacks here because Brock Purdy despite all of this success he has had and being somebody who for a couple a handful of weeks there was an odds on favorite to win the MVP this year he was playing so well between QBR completion percentage all the things has gotten a lot of of hate and negative commentary about him and people still continuing to doubt his ability coming off of that that divisional round um, appearance like how have you taken in the way that Brock Purdy has been talked about 
It's a little bit societal. I mean, it's the way we are today, right? And I and I can't really put my finger on why. You know, I, I keep asking the question, why did we embrace Kurt Warner, who came from a supermarket, who was cut by the Packers because he wouldn't even throw a pass in practice, to taking over for Trent Green due to an injury, and then leading a team that he was surrounded by great players you know offensive linemen marshall fall i mean they had them all right i mean they had everything you needed and nobody called him a system quarterback mm -hmm. they just said he was great and so for brock purdy all of a sudden he's just a system player like to me it, it shows what we're getting what we're learning more and more about is people get caught up on narratives belichick can't coach without tom brady do you realize when they say that the most losses Brady ever had in his NFL career was his last year at Tampa. Think about that. Wow. His last year at Tampa was the, was the first time he had double-digit losses in his career. So coaching does matter, right? Coaching does matter. And the people that keep putting that stat out there, they just continue to show their ignorance. And the people that keep saying Brock Purdy isn't any good, they continue to show their ignorance and they keep, but their voices are so loud. They're so loud that they, they drown out the reasonable people. Look, I have no, no problem saying what I think is good and what I think is bad. And I try to do it objectively. Right. I, I mean, I know I have sons that work in the NFL. I said the Raiders were bad. I thought their decision. I've said things about the Raiders when Josh was there that I didn't agree with. You got to be objective. And so, like, I don't understand why Purdy continues to get this this hate. He, the kid's a good player. Give him credit. It, he should be he should be the poster child for every young kid in America who wants to achieve something. You know, he should be the motivating factor. Look, Brock Purdy did it. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Instead, all we when he throws one bad pass, all of a sudden you get it. I think a lot of it, too, though, is there were so many people, especially Niner fans, that love Trey Lance. That Trey, For him to beat out Trey Lance, I think there's resentment there. Well, I can say as a lifelong 49er fan, I was not one of them. Uh, when it comes to Brock Purdy, though, I, I love that point because George Kittle even said it earlier this week. I thought in America, we loved an underdog story. It's why don't we love his? And people... Yeah look at him and react to Brock Purdy as if he's, you know, a five, six year veteran in the NFL and they're given grief about certain throws and stuff. This is his second season in the National Football League. Yeah. He's coming yeah. off a major injury last year in the NFC Championship game, came back to earn the job and was playing as good as anyone in the league. Like, get off his back, dude. And I mean, Kyle Shanahan yeah. essentially said as much at his media availability this week. Here's here's his head coach on on Purdy. Something I talk to every quarterback out every single day I've ever coached. Um, so it's, it's, it's crazy how many questions we're getting about every one of Brock's decisions, but I'm starting to realize it because I get previewed before all this. And uh, yeah, sometimes when um, quarterbacks make bad decisions, forcing it deep, they should check it down. Um, sometimes when they check it down and a guy hits the guy right away, they're like, damn, I, I had that over the top. Um, Brock's as good as any quarterback I've had at making those decisions. Does not mean he's perfect. Try to find me that guy. Yeah, I think that's great. Like the find me that guy. Find me great that line. guy. Me. Well, it goes back to what Walsh would say all the time: the search for the perfect player never ends. There is no perfect player. Every player has problems. I mean, you know, Mahomes th threw ridiculous throw. The throw, the last interception he threw to Jack Jones in that Raider game was a disaster. 
right there. Everybody has bad moments, right? And what we tend to do is we take super, we take Hall of Fame moments and believe a player is a Hall of Fame player. And we take one bad moment when a player we don't like, when the narrative's against that player, and then we destroy that kid. It's not fair. I mean, the, 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 I've read, and I think the worldwide leader have people that believe this, that the 49ers should trade for Justin Fields and put him in their offense. That would make them that. better. I mean, are you serious about that? Are you really serious about that one? Like, has anybody seen the only team that Detroit held to under 200 yards passing were the Bears? Were the Bears? I mean, come on. I mean, last year, Fields, without D.J. Moore, averaged 7-1 per attempt. This year, with D.J. Moore, he's down to 6-9. But nobody's interested in facts. Nobody's interested in the realization. Everybody thinks you have an agenda. Do you remember when I talked about the Giants having the disease of me and that Mm -hmm. video we put out on GM Shuffle, it got like over 5 million views or whatever the hell it did? You know, now what, what comes out now? that, you know, they should have signed Barkley instead of Jones. And the players believe that. Okay. You don't hear anybody saying anything about, oh, well, that's, that shouldn't happen. It's like whatever the narrative is, right? Now, Kellen Moore is going to be the offense coordinator in Philadelphia. He's got a real positive narrative. This will, be just, this will be considered the greatest hire in the history of hiring. Watch it. Nobody will look back at what he did at the Chargers, but everyone will say this is the greatest hire of all time. It's absurd. All, all this stuff is absurd. When I first heard the Justin Fields thing, too. And I mean, that's why these are hot takes, right? Because, I mean, more than likely, you're going to get burned. You become and a country of hot takes. It's, that one's and nobody's just bad. accountable for it. That and one's nobody's just bad, accountable yeah. for it. Yeah. I mean, nobody's accountable. Nobody's sitting there. I mean, Skip Bayless tweets out that Brady, that Belichick's just a glorified defensive coordinator. You know, like, I wasn't going to let that slide. Like, Skip, you have no idea what you're talking about. All due respect. You have no idea. You've never been around them. You've never even been in the building. Like, you're judging something you have no idea you're judging. It would be like me watching a heart surgeon and saying something about his ability. Like, I have no idea. Yeah, it's uh, there. I was glad, though, that you you're you're not usually one to clap back on Twitter, but you did to the skip thing. And I love that you were bringing out your own little Twitter Femi. And I really enjoyed that, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I usually do it more for basketball than I do for football, <laughs> because if I did it for football alone, like I would spend all my time ripping people on Twitter about their football takes, you know, about, you know, Belichick and about about Proc Purdy. And, you know, you just end up you go down this hole you can't get out of. So I just rather spend my time attacking Gerald Posner and the Kennedy assassination yeah. case. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's either the 76ers or JFK. Those, those are the, usually the rabbit holes on Twitter that we go down. We're going to step aside here. Hour two of the Lombardi line ahead. Get into the line moves on both these conference championship games and breaking down each of the coordinator battles. We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. <laughs> 